Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So the title of this talk uh, is The Gifts of Practice. And usually do this talk in between the holidays with the idea that um, although we don't practice uh, Dharma, meditation, um, or to receive something for gifts, gifts come anyway. And even when we have an attitude of um, practicing just for the sake of practice, these gifts arrive. And sometimes we don't notice them. And those gifts can be way more precious than the objects we receive uh, during the holiday time, regardless of what your holiday is. Far more precious and far more valuable. And over the last month or two, we've been talking about a certain form of practice that comes out of the Theravadan tradition, which is uh, the Brahma Viharas, the divine abodes. And a couple, we've been focusing on loving kindness, how we practice loving kindness in our lives, either by repetition of phrases or feeling and sensing in our body and generating that feeling inwardly towards ourselves of loving kindness or outwardly towards others of loving kindness and um, the sweetness of that practice. And there are three other Brahma Viharas to practice compassion, which we've done a lot in here, um, which is called Karuna in Pali. And then there is mudita, which is called appreciative joy. And then there's equanimity, upekka. And they're all beautiful gifts that we unwrap through our experience and our practice. And they turn the mind and turn the heart towards dwelling in love, unconditional love, and caring and nurturance. So the mindfulness lets us settle, pause, and notice, which is a beautiful gift in itself in this busy world. And the practice of Brahma Viharas widens our heart, opens our heart, so that we're accepting and we're bringing a loving kindness to that present moment. No matter who's in it and what's in it, it's the way we practice. It's a beautiful practice. Last week we read poems. So I want to continue with a poem that many of you have heard before. Sorry, I have it on my phone. It's the way we read poems now, right? Um, and this really speaks to me about loving kindness practice and Brahma Vihara practice, so I'll read it to you. And you'll be familiar with it. Many of you have heard the poem, Love After Love. You can't hear it too many times. So the time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again 
the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes, Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life. So um, the phrase that really resonates with me this morning is uh, give back your heart to itself. Give back your heart to itself. Many of us have difficulty feeling that love for ourselves, that beautiful space for ourselves. We are conditioned to criticize and um, minimize and really attack this heart. So the Brahma Viharas, the practice of loving kindness, is a practice of breaking through that pattern. And if you notice who practices loving kindness towards, right, I think some of you do have a practice, right? It takes time to do that. It's a moment at a time. It's a day at a time. It's a decision at a time. We have to break down that wall of habit. And it's not something that's going to happen fast. There's no magic in it. It really is a devoted, dedicated practice. And I want to talk about um, another gift of practice, and this practice is, they say, the hardest of the Brahma Vihara practice, which is the practice of mudita, appreciative joy. Right. I believe that this practice also breaks down that wall in the heart against ourselves, that armor and is worthy of our practice. So, um, so mudita is about cultivating appreciative joy for ourselves in our life, starting the joy for ourselves, our life, who we are, what we bring, along with loving kindness, and then a joy for the joy of others, a joy for the joy of what others have in their lives are experiencing. And I've been reading so much about neuroscience and the brain and almost everything we practice in Brahma Viharas, I have come to find is good for your brain. <laughs> it's actually really good for your brain. It's not just, how did the Buddha know that, right? It's not just something the Buddha wrote, right? And I'll give you his quote. I, I've got to find it in my notes. but. Um, it's a really nice and wonderful thing to practice um, regularly. And I'll give you an example of how mudita can work so lovely and so beautifully. Um, the past years on New Year's, we organize hikes in the past and not currently to um, the Ramna Krishna Monastery in Tribuco Canyon, so it's quite a bit of a drive. And some of you have gone. It's a really beautiful place. And uh, we went one year, we put it on Facebook, and people showed up from all over, people we didn't even know, this, this uh, 
horde of people showed up <laughs> at the monastery. It was really shocking. And when that happens, it's hard for the caregivers and the monks um, to manage it. So they're not exactly um, thrilled when that happens. And I was, and so we have a deal um, that I let them know, and we keep it very quiet. And it's kind of an individual kind of pilgrimage, and not a group phenomenon. It's been working well. So one day I was talking to one of the monks who's the main caregiver there and um, I said, and this would be a mudita practice, and I really felt it, I'm just so happy that you have this beautiful sanctuary to practice in. And you have this nature, the old tree growth, the hiking trail, the meditation hall is beautiful, the architecture, the history, the years of practice, every time I get out of the car and I walk here, my heart just opens up. I feel so much joy to be in this space filled with practice, devotion, dedication. It's just a joy. I'm so happy that you have this 24-7. And he looked at me and he said, well, thank you for reminding me about that because I'm so busy keeping it together. <laughs> I don't even notice. There is so much work, so many tasks, so much to do. I even forget about why I'm here and why it's great. I'm always worried about the next thing on my to-do list, what's broken, what has to be fixed, who I have to call, the bill I have to pay. So thank you for bringing me back to why I'm here. And I really took away, gosh, if the monk could forget, right? <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, I could be so busy running things for all of you, right, that I forget why I'm doing this. And, and all of us forget. We, we get so busy. Busyness is um, such a tendency in our world to forget, to forget. It's such a tendency. And um, the mindfulness really requires that we drop in to this moment and appreciate. We appreciate what's here in front of us, that we notice it, and we're present with it. And some moments are not appreciative, some are difficult, and we're with that too. But we forget to appreciate. And these practices of loving-kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, equanimity, they all bring us back to arriving in this moment with an open heart and awake mind, curiosity. They all do. So we need to stop that momentum and rest, slow down. And this is one practice that helps us of many, of many. So this is, I'll read you a quote, and we'll go on. Um, so this is from Osho Rajneesh. He said some good things. You read my mind. He did say some good things. Okay. So somebody asked him, Osho, I feel life is very boring. What should I do? As it is, and this is Osho, as it is, you have already done enough. You've made life boring. That's an achievement. <laughs> life is such a dance of ecstasy, and you have reduced it to boredom. 
You have done that. That's a miracle. <laughs> what else do you want to do? You can't do anything bigger than this. Light and boring, you must have tremendous capacity to ignore life. <laughs> and I, I won't go on. Um, well, maybe I will. Uh, ignorance <laughs> means the capacity to ignore. You must be ignoring the birds, the trees, the flowers, and the people. Otherwise, life is tremendously beautiful. So absurdly beautiful that if you can see it as it is, you will never stop laughing. You will go on giggling, at least inside. Life is not boring, but mind, now mind is boring. And we create such a mind, such a strong mind, like a china wall around ourselves, that it does not allow life to enter into us. It disconnects us from life. We become isolated, encapsulated, windowless. Put aside your knowledge and then look with empty eyes. And life is a constant surprise. Am I not talking about some divine life? The ordinary life is so extraordinary. The ordinary life is so extraordinary. So extraordinary. In small incidents, you will find the presence of God. Miss the present, and you live in boredom. Be in the present, and you will be surprised that there is boredom at all. So I relate to this, because caught up in problem solving, I have a wall around myself. And, and it shuts out a lot of life. It can get dark in there. You know, it can get very dark. And, and I don't know about Osho, but, but life here is, is challenging. Putting on the news is challenging. I will say something personal about turning on the news and hearing um, a leader with vitriol spitting out negative nasty this is challenging for me and maybe for you um, just making life happen paying those bills and getting through a day yeah so uh, these practices are really about where we place our mind and I'll read one more thing here where we place our mind and how we practice and how we set that intention um, Gosh, I now hear Reagan in my head saying, tear down that wall. <laughs> okay, the mind just goes. It just has a life of its own. Cherokee wisdom. Cherokee wisdom. An elderly Cherokee was teaching his grandchildren about life. He said to them, a fight is going on inside me. It's a terrible fight. And it's between two wolves. One wolf, he's got fear, anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, competition, superiority, and ego. If he said all that, he's a pretty wise grandpa. Okay. The other has, this wolf has joy, peace, love, hope, sharing, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, friendship, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, faith. This same fight is going on inside of you and inside of every other person too. 
The children thought about it for a minute, and then one child asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Mm. So this is the um, practice in Brahma Vihara is the one we feed. And it's a challenge. I, I, I give the Dharma talk to me as a, as a teaching and to you. You know, I'm with you in it. Because it's what we feed. Uh, and some of us have grown up in households with a wolf, the, the uh, wolf of uh, fear, anger, uh, greed, arrogance, hatred, you know, addiction, things like that, where we, we grow up saturated in it. Anybody have that? Yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I have a parent figure, and some of you who, like, I think that parent was just hardwired to figure out what's the next thing that's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. which creates a lot of anticipatory anxiety. And so it's very hard for the body-mind to calm and have ease. And the Buddha really teaches about how wisdom and awakening happens in the soil of calm and ease, of stilling and, and really dropping the defenses. Like this is part of our practice. So the Brahma Viharas are here to help us nurture that soil, like good fertilizer in the soil, so that we're not walking around, as um, Chogun Trumpa said, a bundle of tense muscles, right, in the body. All right, so so we're going to do a practice with this, and um, let me tell you a little bit about Mudita. So with Mudita, um, you're not trying to will yourself into anything. You're not pushing and shoving yourself into feeling joy for yourself or joy for others, appreciative joy. Uh, it, you're not just, traditionally in Mudita, they talk about feeling happy for others' happiness. But I feel that it's important to emphasize feeling joy for others' presence, right? For who they are, just for who they bring when they walk in the door. Like all of you, when you walk in, and I'm getting ready here, everybody has their isness. You know, right? I see you and I feel joy for your isness, just who you are when you walk in the door. Not even for what you're happy about, your essence. Your beingness comes through when you walk in. And if I'm paying attention, I get a little hit of joy. Oh, there's Kathy and her Kathiness. Right? There's Jane and her Janeness. Right? And, and that's what happens, you know, when I'm paying attention. I'm feeling your isness and joy. And and that's a beautiful practice in of itself that people really appreciate. So you can practice mudita that way. And I love to take an aim, you know, especially as the new year begins. And a good one is to pause and notice with mindfulness the isness of the being in front of you. Everyone has it. They have a certain something, you know, a certain sweetness or, or a uniqueness in a way.
joy that's worth noting. And that's a gift to others. And that's a mudita practice. So you're not trying to will yourself into being more compassionate or happy. Envy and comparing are big problems in the mind. I think that's global. It's very natural to have envy or comparing or resentment or even anger at other people getting what you haven't got or what you didn't get, um, of comparing yourself and not liking it when somebody measures a little higher up on your scale of measure, of just measuring, right? That doesn't go away when you practice mudita. And if, if in your practice, when you're practicing it, you feel envy, resentment, comparing, diminishment, then we have to give ourselves compassion. Because it takes time, like the wash cycle in a washing machine. Clothes don't get clean in one second, right? It's got to go through a full cycle. And our wash cycle is longer than the washing machine. It's like years. <laughs> years. And sometimes you fall back. But the gift of mudita is when it's an established practice, you suffer less. When it's an established practice, you suffer less, and you give more joy. It's a beautiful gift of giving. Um, so your goal is more about allowing this process just to sink in, right? Um, this is what the Buddha said. Well, uh-huh. How does a meditator dwell? pervade in one direction with his heart imbued with sympathetic gladness just as one would be glad on seeing a very dear friend a beloved person so one pervades all beings with sympathetic gladness and when that happens naturally it's a sweetness i remember one holiday um joel and i a personal story right we were sitting with my sister in a restaurant, I don't know if you remember this, and we were having difficulty with one of our kids. Not good. You know, we were having a rough time. And my sister was eating her meal, and she was just raving about her children and how wonderful they were and how great they were and how beautiful they were and how everything, and she just, you know, her joy was overwhelming. And then she stopped and she went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is not a time for me to share like this. I'm sorry if I upset you. And we both looked at her and we said, we're just so happy to be on this journey. Like, we really didn't have that feeling at all because we practice mudita, right? It's like, I feel joy for your joy. I'm on that cloud with you. I'm going with you, right? So it, it's your, your turning and opening to what's in front of you. And that practice gives some merit. You know, you suffer less. It, did, it wasn't in that moment about me or mine or my family. It was about, oh, there's joy here. You know, there's happiness, and I'm happy for your happiness. You know, I'm happy for that. It's good. So how do we do it? Oh, I can feel the resistance in the room. All right. All right. One is that you are um, radiating that feeling of joy and happiness. It's wordless. You send it in your body, in your heart, in your mind. 
And you had an experience of that a couple of weeks ago, those that you were here, that that's a, a real practice. Um, the Dalai Lama said, there are six billion people in the world and six billion chances for happiness. Mm -hmm. Right? So radiating that, six billion chances for happiness. Um, and when you do that, the apparently the sympathetic neurons fire and there's less of a sense of separation. So we have these mirror neurons that um, break down the walls of separate self. That's kind of the neurological good news on this. Um, and it's really working at, as I said before, diminishing the ranking we do. You're better, I'm better, you've got more, I've got less. You know, all that mm -hmm. stuff that creates suffering and contraction and separation. Um, and so, so there are phrases. And uh, I'll read you some of the phrases, and then I'm going to guide you in a practice of mudita. So here are some traditional phrases. I'll read them, and then I have it written out. I'll put it up so you, you'll have it to see. Okay? okay. So you know, right. And you can take a picture, right? So one is just may your joy increase. They're very simple. You usually pick three. May your joy increase. May your happiness continue. May your happiness increase. Uh, may your good fortune continue, or may your good fortune increase. And I like this one, may your happiness not diminish, you know, right? And so you can say the phrases inwardly, outwardly. You can radiate the sentiment, right, around it. So that's how we give it outside. Mudita uh, towards ourselves is more of a gratitude practice towards self, which is something that looks easy mm -hmm. and apparently is not in truth, right? So, so where you're going to start, I'm going to go over this practice a bit. You're going to meet in groups of four, okay? And um, the first thing is you're doing mudita towards self. And what I like to do is um, practice uh, this thing called glad to help you. Anybody know glad? Okay, so the G is just what you're grateful for in your life, right? What you're grateful for. It could be about you or just could be for you, right? So this is appreciative joy for self, in self in life. L is just one thing you've learned, right? And these could be very small things. I am grateful every day for the taste of that coffee. I, I never, that never diminishes. That's a true joy, right? And one thing I've learned, I mean, maybe a big one is to um, value the opinions of others more, even when I don't agree, to take it in. I mean, that's a big one. But another one that's even smaller is I'm learning how to use curry spices better in my dishes. I mean, that's a good one, right? It could be small. Um, an accomplishment is maybe keeping my mouth, not talking too much, as when I learn how not to, right? That's an accomplishment. I'm still working on that. Um, or it could be that my curry dishes are coming out a lot better in 2019. You know, either one, right? And D is something that just delights you, that you, you take delight in, 
And um, for me, it's when I do get myself to our beautiful ocean, there's always delight. You know, sunrise, sunsets, people. I mean, it's always delight. It's delight, right? So I'm grateful I live near a coast. Just like that. You can make it personal. You can make it a situation. And you're going to share that in your group of four. And you have three minutes or four minutes? Twenty. Uh, <laughs> they'll run out of one minute right. per person yeah. yeah yeah as just share don't don't go on and on okay but but when you're sharing that the reason why we're doing this is because we need help to drop in and find appreciative joy for ourselves in our situation because we have so much stress a lot of us and we have a lot of baggage or we're distracted or whatever you know, or we have a tendency to be critical, self-critical. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're going to, in your group of four, you're going to not just say it to them. You're going to feel it in your body and mind and heart. Drop in and let yourself feel that. Yes? What's the four questions again? What I'm glad about? I am going to put it up and you can take a picture. Okay. So I'll repeat it again. Do the exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. G is for gratitude. Right. Okay, you got it? Mm -hmm. G is for what gratitude. I, what I've learned. One thing I've learned, or I've A is for accomplished, you could pick. Accomplished. Okay. Right? And D is just delight. What has what's delighting you? Oh, okay. Right? Mm -hmm. What's delighting yeah. you? And feel that. Let yourself take that in and feel that. That's mudita. Appreciative joy, and it's very good for your brain. I promise. <laughs> I won't give you a lecture on neuroscience, nor will Claire. But it, right? But she could. I'm calling Claire out, but she could. Okay, she really could. And so, it, this is actually really good for the brain. It's not just, uh, and mudita is good for you. Okay, appreciative joy for you in your life, in your situation. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what's going to happen is you have an opportunity to practice mudita out loud. The three of you will look, but feel. Don't just look. Don't just talk. Feel. Feel talk. <laughs> they need to make a word for that, right? Feel and talk, right? Emote. Emote. There is a word. Emote. Okay. Okay. And you could pick one or two phrases. Right? And you could say, um, may your happiness increase, but from your heart, may your happiness increase. The person who's receiving that, your exercise is to take that in and receive. We have to widen our heart through practice, through being receptive, to receive. Right? To receive. Um, so you're going to practice taking that in. Um, and they could say, um, May your happiness not diminish, right? And so you're practicing giving that, and then you're practicing receiving that. And then the next person will do that, and the next person will do that, okay? And then person one is done, and person two does the glad. We listen, and we are feeling their joy. Mudita, we are taking in their joy as our joy. Right? You're feeling joyful that I love my coffee in the morning mm -hmm. and I am a better cook with curry. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You're feeling that. Wow, I'm so happy for you, Wendy. <laughs> right? I'm so happy for you. What that you dinner? 
right? Yeah. And we're working on it, right? And then we go around and you practice giving mudita through the felt sense, feeling and talking your phrases you pick two. Um, and uh, may your good fortune continue. Uh, may your happiness increase. But feel it as you practice getting in your heart. That's how we get in our heart, is we practice getting in our heart. <laughs> right? We practice it, and then it becomes more natural. Stay after, and I'm here to do that exercise and to keep doing it. Um, some of you will need to go home and practice glad daily. Write it. Anybody here feel like they need to do that? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. I do it already in journal every day. Yeah. It's a good one. Good for your brain. Okay. And others of you will um, take a name to practice mudita in your life. Right? Maybe both. So we have a couple of minutes. Anybody want to say something about this practice? How it felt for you, where it brought you, what occurred to you, your experience. You know, it was really great not being able to do it at the time because it's truly practicing being happy for the others who did, like mm. genuinely. Like, it's so awesome. Mm. I wanted to say that. Yeah. Anybody else? I yeah. just really appreciated the reminder to genuinely feel the joy, not just listen. Mm -hmm. We're pretty used to listening to other people in our, you know, sharing times, but to genuinely feel the joy that that person felt. And I think especially when they shared what delights them. Mm -hmm. I just noticed a physical change when they got to the point of what delights them. Mm -hmm. And to really feel that for them was cool. Anybody else? So I want to encourage you, though, to finish the exercise. So if somebody in your group didn't, pull them aside, and we'll have space here to do that exercise. All right. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.